Well, hello, hello, hello. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, Are you up for some talk? Well, I hope so. Because today's topic is one I believe many of us have experienced. Or maybe it's just common practice, but we don't see the need to make changes or adjustments. But that doesn't mean we can't talk about it. So what are you talking about today, Demi? I'm talking about how we communicate and how we connect with one another. I'm talking about how we check on our people. You know, your folks, your friends, your tribe. Do we even still do that? And I'm not talking about the art or the or the skill of communicating that makes it effective or dysfunctional, but we've changed how we connect and how we communicate with one another. I mean, lifelong friends who've made some significant impact in our lives and saw us through some hard or even some amazing times. And that was before COVID happened. We stopped checking in on our friends. And let me just make this disclaimer. Do not, I repeat, do not make unsafe physical connections with people. Stay safe. COVID is still a very serious virus, so please protect yourself and others. Now, I repeat, do not make unsafe physical connections with people. Now, with that being said, today's topic is about checking in on your people and what that might look like or what we might miss by not checking in. And I know it sounds simple and no one needs to tell you how to do what you do naturally. But it's often those simple things, those mindless things that get neglected the most. And checking in with the people you care about should never be a mindless or a coincidental coincidental thing that you do. I love it when someone calls me and says, you know, you were just on my heart. You were on my mind and I just wanted to see how you're doing. Are you okay? I love that. And I mean, that it's not transactional, you know, where they're just calling or the only time you hear from them is when they need something. And there's a time and a place where you call when you need something, when you need help. Please reach out. But that should not be the only time that you call someone that you care about, right? But I love the spontaneous, the urging uh, to check on a friend or a family member. So that's what I'd like to talk about today. Um, Do you really know how the people you care about or who you have chosen to be in a relationship, do you really know how that person is doing? I mean, you've been in these relationships for a number of years, but you're allowing them to just run on autopilot. Can we talk about that? Like for real, for real? When was the last time that you checked in on someone that's been on your mind without texting or searching their social media page? So um, let me give you an example of what I used to do, the back and forth that would play in my mind, some of the things that I would say to myself. And honestly, uh, I'm still trying to get out of that old way of thinking and stop relying on doing a text message to 
to convey or attempt to convey uh, what I'm feeling or thinking. So here's what will happen. I'd have a thought about someone, didn't check on them in the moment. And I've even said, hmm, I wonder how Russell's doing. Or, you know, oh, I hadn't thought about that person in a while. But I didn't reach out. And then that person would come to mind again. And I'd say, hmm, I really need to check on Russell. And then that would play back and forth in my mind, never giving it real consideration to how is that person doing? And here's the crazy part. I've even talked myself out of calling someone by saying things like, um, I don't want to bother them. I know they're busy. It's been way too long. And, and here's the point. Here's the thought that really seals the deal for me not calling. They don't want to hear from me. It's been too long. They're living their lives. They don't even think about me anyway. That's crazy. Just talking myself out of checking in on someone who played a big part in my life at some point in my life. And again, allowing the relationship to run on autopilot. But then here's the thing that happened. Almost every time after I've had this tug of war back and forth in my mind and while I'm deciding whether or not to make a phone call, guess what happens? Yep, you guessed it. They call me or they reach out to me. And then here, here's my response. <laughs> I was just thinking about you. <laughs> That's crazy. But listen, all I'm saying is I think we need to get better about prioritizing the people in our lives and checking in on them. Um, be spontaneous. Trust that urging and don't hide behind a text message. It is not as effective as a voice on the other end of the phone, but it tends to be the thing that we we go to. That's the thing that we do. Or we'll say, you know, when someone comes to mind, I'll text them later. I'll text them later. Why not? I'll call them later and really be intentional about calling. Because if we think about it, a, a text message, so much can get lost in translation of trying to send a text message. And if you're like me, you're you're trying to text out every word so the person doesn't have to try to decipher what you mean. And then we use the small we use the little emojis to try to um, make meaning of what we said. But there's really no warmth or sincerity that comes through that sometimes, but I think we've just, uh, we rely on the text message to say, okay, box checked. I'm a good friend, but think about it guys. If we think about it, and that's why I want us to have this conversation. When was the last time you heard the voice of someone you considered a really good friend, someone who has been been in your life at a time, at a turning point when, you know, you really needed them the most, a family member, you know, that you haven't heard from in a while. Do you really know how that person is doing? And I get it. We all live private lives or we want to try to 
preserve and keep certain areas of our lives just to us and our immediate family members. There's a difference uh, in checking in on someone and getting too personal or being nosy. Uh, So again, when was the last time you checked in on them? Or better yet, here's the question. When was the last time someone checked in on you? Are you guys just letting the relationship run on autopilot? How did it make you feel when someone who you haven't heard from, just what it seemed, just out of the blue, called you? How did it make you feel when they took the time to connect with you in a way that was more personal? That felt good, right? And it's been a year since we've had to implement social distancing, the constant use of hand sanitizer, wearing a mask, keeping our hands and our surfaces clean. And I mean, like last March and April, for a moment, it seemed that many people were really taking it serious that, you know, we needed to abide by these safety precautions, by the guidelines and the reasons for these precautions. And I'm not saying, um, that those things aren't important. I'm just, I'm trying to make a showing the timeline where our normal way of connecting and touching and giving each other a hug, we had, we had to stop doing those things. I mean, we were, we're fighting a virus that we can't see, but we're feeling the effects of it. And so, of course, that affects how we, uh, com- communicate and connect in those physical ways. We have to stop doing those things and rightly so. Um, but last March and in last, last March and last April, we still wanted to be connected. So we quickly jumped on to our Zoom calls, our uh, Microsoft team meetings, our FaceTime or whatever the outlet was that we had to stay connected. And I just loved for, for a moment, for a season, it seems, it seemed like families were connecting weekly, you know, playing games online, just checking in with one another, friends staying connected, people were working from home, uh, online school, church services and conferences. We made it work. We used what we had and it worked for us and it's still working for us. I mean, look at me. I'm using a device today to connect with you. So, of course, it probably seems like, you know, we're back to normal. What are we missing? What are you talking about? I know how to connect with my people. But is this really our new normal? Is this the only way um, that we have to check on one another? Rather watch from the sidelines, from behind a screen to just see how that person is doing um, by, you know, doing the occasional check in on the social media page page. And yes, of course, these are the safest ways that we have to stay connected. But in many instances, if you really think about it, social media only tells you part of the story, the stories that we choose to share and rightly so. But so often those quick previews will have us believe that everyone is doing okay. Um, 
And again, like I said, we tend to share the things that are good and definitely not those difficult things that are hard to share and hard to deal with. But and I'm not making any judgment there. But have you noticed that we talk less and we stroll more? On any given day, people can stroll through hours of feed or trending news clips or we're being drawn in by one algorithm after the next. And so it can be easy to get lost and uh, be easy to hide behind a story or let the story tell you how your friend is doing. Are we allowing this to be the only way we communicate? Is this our only news outlet, news source? Are we trading that for human interaction? Is that really, you know, our common thought to say or to think, I don't need to check in on my friend. I just saw them take a trip. You know, I I just saw they took a trip or they just got a new car, got a promotion Someone got married. Someone's child graduated from high school or college. Yeah, we allow, you know, our our stories that we share, they paint a picture for us, but it only gives us a glimpse of an event, an important event. Yes. But do we really know how that person is doing? And I'm not saying that we can reach out or we have to reach out to to everyone. All I'm saying again is, is is this the only way that we find out how our people, our friends, our loved ones are doing? Do we only check their pages occasionally to gauge how they're doing? Do we prefer texting over human interaction or a voice? I mean, a person, a real person uh, on the other end of the phone? I hope not. I hope not. You know, back in the day, I observed my parents and the adults around me, how they related to one another. I've heard friends reminisce on how their parents would spend time with one another or during the summer months, family reunions were taking place. And that would be the highlight of the summer. I mean, in the South, that city cousin would come down for a visit and you looked forward to that friendship. You looked forward to a sense of togetherness, community. Community was actually a thing that could be felt. You felt like you were a part of something. You played a part in being in that community. And looking back, community is what helped to shape the person that we became. Because everyone was invested in you making something good, if not better, of yourself. And our parents, our parents gave us a glimpse of what friendship looks like and how to check in on their friends, their people, how to nurture a relationship. I mean, they would go and visit one another. They'd go down the street and sit a spell at Miss Gertrude or Miss Lucille, and they'd talk about everything. They talk about life, love, raising children, and everybody passing by them. Now, that was their social media. And if you were fortunate to stay around before they ran you off by saying, get out of grown folks conversation, that was actually a thing then. Get out of grown folks conversation. But you were able to pick up on some key instructions, some life nuggets 
that helped to shape who you are. They knew what checking on a friend meant. And it wasn't just a transactional relationship. They were there um, for one another through all types of different life situations. They didn't just reach out when they needed something. If Miss Lucille had some peas or some beans or some collards come out of her garden, guess what? Miss Gertrude and her family, they would be eating some peas or some beans or some collards later that week. They had gone through some things together. They were there for one another through marriage and through raising children. I mean, they were doing life together. They were supportive of one another. They lived in the moments and were a part of one another's story. And it felt like family. There was no such thing as Miss Lucille not being able to not being able to correct you if she saw you doing something wrong. Then you better believe that she was going to call your mother before you got home. How many of us can do that? How many of us are still invested in one another's lives in a healthy way? where we want to see them do better. And we check in to see, you know, where are you now? You know, is there anything I can do to help you? That's a sense of community that we've kind of lost hold of. But that sense of community back then, when I was growing up, it, it just, it felt good. It, it was safe and embracing. Can you think back to the time when that changed? Because when that changed, the way we connect with one another changed too. We've exchanged, in most cases, genuine care and concern for actually reaching out. It's almost as though we folded our arms and we're just waiting to see what will pop up on someone's timeline. That's how we prefer to get informed. I mean, have we grown so numb, and I hate to say this, a little callous to uh, the relationships we have to where we're just tired of seeing what's posted. What's being posted or shared doesn't really uh, inspire or you're excited, you're happy for that person. You're just kind of like growing numb. I, I, you know, I hope not. We're so content on watching, strolling, or as I, <laughs> I say sometime, rubbernecking, because it's just like, you know, you're passing an accident on a car, you know, accident on a highway. And we're, we've slowed down long enough to look and to see what's going on. And then once we get past that accident, once we get past that event, We speed up and we go on to our destination, go on with our lives. And that's how, that's what it feels like sometimes when we're not reaching out, when, when we're just watching, we're just allowing the hundreds of relationships to, um, play out. And again, I'm not saying, uh, we're checking in on everyone, but there are some relationships again that have uh, impacted your lives during some times 
when you needed that person the most. And we're allowing those relationships to run on autopilot. Would it surprise you to know that the people who you think have it all together, they actually don't? Can we talk about that? I saw this video a couple of years ago uh, where this phone booth was set up in the middle of like a busy city park. And the objective was to see how many people would be willing to call a friend or a loved one that they haven't talked to in a number of years or just for a long time. And many people actually made that phone call. Many people reconnected with people they had lost contact with for various reasons. And let me just tell you, the smiles, the smiles and some tears too. the smiles that were on the people faces was an indication of the smiles that were on the faces of the people on the other end of that call. What would it mean to you to hear from a friend or a loved one who you haven't talked to in years? Could you imagine that they want to hear your voice, that they want to hear from you just as much as you want to hear from them? And, and, and don't wait for that person to call you. You know you still have that number. You make the call and don't preference it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Just call. <laughs> just call. As soon as I said that, I thought about this song we used to listen to back in the 80s um, by Stevie Wonder. You know the one. I just called to say I love you. <laughs> okay. I better not sing that. Anyway, a call, a phone call. They want to hear from you just as much as you want to hear from them. Now think about it in this way. What happens if you don't make that call? Or What if you're the person that's hoping that someone will call you? What would that mean to you? Could we talk about that too? Can we talk about what it might look like if the person who you are thinking about reaching out to, but you talk yourself out of it? What if that person is on the brink of throwing in the towel, giving up on their dream? Or could be dealing with a loss, a heartache, or even bouts of depression. But you can't see their struggle. You don't know their struggle. Because one, you don't reach out. Two, they have to keep a smile on their face. Because so many people are depending on them. So many people are depending on you to be strong. To answer that phone call when they call, when they need you. To help them out of hard times. Could it be that they're waiting on someone, anyone in their life to ask the question, are you okay? Would it surprise you to know that you're only seeing the side of that person that you want to see or they want you to see? I know you know this, but we forget it sometimes. We forget it because life gets too busy and it's easier to tell ourselves they're doing okay they're doing okay would it surprise you to know that that person who you think has it all together who you might think is a superhero or a boss lady who you think does not struggle would it surprise you that they actually do they actually wish 
that someone would call and say, are you okay? Let me help you. And don't think that you can't help because you can. Help can be as simple as a phone call. It can be as simple as you checking in to say, you got this. I got you. Don't stop going. I see it in you. You can do it. How can I help you? I want to be there for you because you were there for me. Can I do that for you? I got two of those phone calls this week. I mean, that's a gift that someone would reach out to you, would take the time to call you just to check on you. And and I love it when they say, you know, I decided to call. I didn't want to text. I wanted to call and just say this. That's a gift. And that just goes to show you that one of the most valuable gifts that you can give someone is your time. And here's the reward in that. Their cup is filled and so is yours. You can actually hear the person on the other end of the phone. You can actually hear them smiling, right? You can hear a smile, but it requires that we check in. I meet with this group of amazing women weekly and we do not end our call without saying words of affirmation to one another. And we look forward to that time. We're intentional about not putting anything in that space. So don't miss or don't think that your time isn't valuable and that you can make a difference by reaching out to someone, someone who you think is strong and and has it all together, a superhero of sorts. Even superheroes need to uh, take off their cap, their capes and recharge. Think about it. Superman wore a cape. He had outward strength. Bullets couldn't pierce him. But he still had a weakness, one that crippled him. Kryptonite. So I'm asking you this again. Would it surprise you? That your friend or your family member could be struggling behind the, behind the scenes and they wish anyone, someone would ask, how are you doing? Have you checked on your friends lately? And here's what that could look like sometimes when we see a person that's being strong or having it all together and not really needing us or what value could we add Uh, to their lives. Here are the things that we see and we don't see and the things that we miss. In the book of First King, we find the prophet Elijah. One moment, he's calling out the false prophets and praying praying down fire from heaven. And then in the next moment, Elijah's running for his life. Now, why? Because he was threatened. He was exhausted. And he thought he was the only prophet left doing the work of God. He had reached a point in his life that looks like and and probably felt like what we know to be burnout and exhaustion. He thought he was the only one doing the work of God. He felt isolated. He was afraid. And for a moment, his thoughts were misguided. Now, remember, the people had just witnessed a mighty man of God pray for their hearts to turn back to the true and living God. They saw him full of faith and courage. 
And for a moment, Elijah had a mountaintop experience in defeating the false prophets on Mount Carmel. I mean, the fire descended from heaven because of this mighty man's faith uh, and praying and trusting God to do what only God could do. The people of Israel, they, they acknowledged the Lord once again. So we, you know, you would think everything would be okay. But that experience for Elijah was followed by an episode of fear, which resulted in him taking flight. I mean, Elijah had real life struggles. He was fearful. He was depressed. He was isolated. So he ran for his life. And at one point, he even was he was he was so discouraged that he desired to die. I mean, those are real human emotions. Now, in response, the Lord sent an angel to provide the prophet with food and drink uh, both before and after he slept and he rested. God checked on him. God checked in on him. Now, think about it. He was tucked away, getting the rest and the necessary uh, nourishment that he needed. So he was he was beginning to get back. But remember. The people who saw him do this mighty thing, um, they didn't know this was going on. Okay, so let me pause here for a moment. Who are you being urged to check on? Often, oftentimes, the last thing that we do when we're experiencing hardship is to reach out, to ask for help. We try to cover it up and, and keep moving. Remember, Superman, he's trying to fight through that, through the weight of that kryptonite when all he needed was someone to remove it. God sent Elijah what he needed. You could be that someone that someone needs because he needed strength. He needed rest for the next leg of his journey. He still had work to do. That's like us many times. We just need someone to check in, but because what we sometimes we portray things that don't look like you know we're uh, we're tired or we're exhausted or we're we're reaching a point of burnout, and again, uh, the people that are in our lives they miss it because we're often or you're often the people that they call on the most when they need. All I'm saying to us is that. We need to remember or think about it. Think about the spontaneity of it. Trust the urging to check on your friends, your loved one, your tribe. I hate to say it, but we're not all doing okay. And that's okay if you're not doing okay. No one's asking Everyone to be full of strength and energy all the time. We're human. You know, we're not perfect. I just wanted to remind you to be spontaneous. Trust the urging to check on your people, your tribe, because I hate to say this, but everyone is not okay. And if they just come to your mind out of the blue, trust me, it's not always just out of the blue. Trust that prompting and don't wonder why. Sometimes you'll find that you're just what they need. 
just what they need, that reminder to let them know, I got you, you can do this. And to let them know that they're special and they're people that who people that do care about them. It's not an accident that the people that are in your life for this season of your life or even in past that they that they're a part of your journey. I believe that more than anything, that we're called to pray for one another, to be accountable, to hold one another accountable and to cover one another in love, support and in prayer. That's that urging. That's that urging that we feel that we're wondering about, but we quickly dismiss it. Could it be that in that moment, you might need to put aside some things, just pause for a moment to check on that person, to say a prayer for that person? For me, trusting the Holy Spirit to pray for that person, I I take it as um, an honor to do so or to call that person. The one thing that I learn and I continue to learn about trusting, the urging, trusting the Holy Spirit is that he's always right. And every time that I've done so, um, I've I've enjoyed that reconnect. And the person on the, on the other end of the phone, they're, you know, it was what they needed. The one thing that I can tell you about prayer And the beauty and the power of prayer is this. It goes where you cannot go and it accomplishes what you cannot. So don't neglect it. We are not expected, you know, to do life alone. We're created to be in these relationships, to love one another. And and it's my belief that we're drawn to the one who created us, who has given us the gift and the beauty of being created in his likeness. That's why the urging is there. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Now, to my tribe, don't be surprised if you get a call from me just because. And I want to issue, I want to challenge you to call two people who you haven't talked to in a while. It could be that they've, made an impact in your life and you just really miss them and you haven't talked to them. The relationship has been running on autopilot. I want you to experience the excitement of the reconnect and I want you to listen. Listen for the smile on the other end of that call. They missed you too. Don't let that relationship run on autopilot any longer. And now, before I close the conversation, I mentioned some things um, that people experience, some real struggles. If you're experiencing depression, you're feeling isolated, or the anxiety is lasting longer than it normally would, please call for help. There is no shame in seeking help through tough times. God does not look down on us when we reach a point in our lives where we need help. He sends help. And there's nothing wrong with your faith. You can trust God fully and still need therapy or someone to talk to. So don't struggle, uh, don't struggle uh, secretly with depression or suicidal ideations. Call someone, call them now. 
They want to help you. There are people that want to help you. And the beauty in this is that that's you taking your strength back. That's you regaining your strength, beloved. Okay? Trust the urging. Check on your people. Ask for help when you need for help. Well, that was a good talk. I needed to talk that one out. And I'm going to get on this call. I'm going to make this call because I got a girlfriend I need to check on. (laughs) I have enjoyed our time together. And I hope that you'll take me up on that challenge to call someone you haven't heard from in a while. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Can We Talk with Demi and Friends. Go check on your people and join us again when we'll talk more about life, love, relationships, and spirituality and being the very best version of who you were created to be. Now remember to invite a friend to join us for some good old-fashioned conversation. Visit us on our social media outlets for a daily dose of encouragement by going to Miss underscore Demi 03 on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow us on Facebook at Demi Thompson. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share to the podcast. And until next time, when we talk again, make sure you're having those conversations that matter the most. Be present in the moment with the people that uh, matter the most to you. Until next time, my friends, talk it out.